Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, welcome to your Hollywood Crime Scene mini episode. Hello. I just want to set the record straight. Oh. I did not breastfeed my cat on a Delta Airlines flight. Someone sent me said that to me too. They uh, they accused you. Yeah, of they're being, like, "Wow, you're in the news" or something like that. I got sent. I my friend Bethany actually texted me that this morning. She's oh, like, really? "This you?" <laughs> yeah. No, someone tweeted that at me. But several of our listeners either at replied me or emailed us yeah. at Hollywood Crime Scene at gmail I saw that subject line: breastfeeding cat, and, and I, I was like, "Rachel, <laughs> is this you?" No, it is not me. Yeah. I do not breastfeed my hairless cat. Mm-mm. We are innocent of we're, these we're not accusations. Milk. We are not <laughs> I do I do not produce milk. My cat eats solid foods. Yeah. But I will read the article. This is from Newsweek. This was like I guess this happened a couple of days ago. It says, woman allegedly breastfeeds cat on Delta Airlines flight. A woman on a recent Delta Airlines flight allegedly began to breastfeed her pet cat mid-flight and refused to stop getting caught. The incident allegedly happened during a recent trip on board Delta Flight 1360, a route that travels between Syracuse, New York, and Atlanta, Georgia. An image posted to social media suggests that the purported cat breastfeeding happened while the plane was headed towards Atlanta, although it is not clear exactly when the incident happened. The image circulating online describes the supposed event in what appears to be a screen capture of a message sent using the aircraft's communication addressing and reporting system, which pilots use to transfer short-term text-based messages to the ground. So the this this was like a screenshot of the woman. This, no, oh. of a text message sent. Oh, okay, okay. And it's this reporting system that is between. Uh, pilots and oh. aircrafts. So it's not an actual image, but the message, the screenshot of the message reports that a passenger in 13A is, quote, is breastfeeding a cat and will not put cat back in carrier. In response to a request from... <laughs> In response to a request from a flight attendant, the message asks that the situation be addressed by the airline's red coat team upon landing. Delta describes members of the team as an elite customer service experts who are specially trained to handle on-the-stop customer issues. Beyond the purported ACARS message, which Newsweek has not independently verified, little other information about the supposed incident was available as of Friday. However, a TikTok account from flight attendant Ainsley Elizabeth appears to refer to the incident with a video posted on November 2nd claiming that, quote, security met the flight, met me, uh, met the flight because a woman was breastfeeding her cat. This woman had one of those like hairless cats swaddled up in a blanket so it looked like a baby, Ainsley Elizabeth said in a follow-up video posted November 13th. Her shirt was up and she was trying to get the cat to latch 
so she <laughs> wouldn't put the cat back in the character, and the cat was screaming for its life. What does she do at home if she's doing that in public, she asked. And then, and then security met the flight just to tell her that she couldn't do that again because it was weird and gross. Newsweek reached out to Delta Airlines for comment. Honestly, I don't even, I don't even know if the story is true. This sounds like a uh, game of telephone happening. Uh, yeah. Like also, I don't I find it highly unlikely that the cat would breastfeed. <laughs> yeah. Like that's that not something seem, cats I've, do. I've bottle fed babies. I've done it before. It's really hard to get them to do that. Yeah. I just don't think that nipple would be a conducive, like a cat would not want that nipple, like a human nipple. It's too big. Yeah. In my opinion. Right. As a professional <laughs> cat milker, mommy milker. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, we don't have video of this. We, it's like no one took a video on the flight. I like how they kept saying allegedly. Yeah. Like, I was like, what is she going <laughs> to, we got to make sure we don't smear this woman. <laughs> like... I'm just saying. Yeah, I think I, it sounds like it might not be true. It sounds like a prank not, or something. That like, and who is this person that got the text message? Like, yeah, I don't that know. whole system. It's like, what is that system? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm calling bullshit on this story, but I would like to thank everyone who sent this to me. Yeah, I didn't realize it was hairless. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that makes more sense. I think the person who sent it to me just saw the headline. Okay, another story that a listener sent us. Because she said that this sounds like a story you guys would do. Thank you very much. This is from the New York Post. The headline reads, Bride passes out, vomits, and gets pooped on during disaster wedding. Wow. That's a lot of stuff. It's like all, it's like the trifecta. (laughs) It's the trifecta of bodily fluids. Um, This bride went from blushing to barfing in a matter of seconds. Wife Holly Linnea... Colenda Darnell unintentionally put her grooms in sickness and in health loyalty to the test when she passed out, puked, and got pooped on during their wedding ceremony. Who pooped on her? A baby. Oh, okay. That's not, that's, that's not as crazy as like an adult pooping I mean, it, on her. I still need to know how, though. I watched... There's a video of it. It's like a TikTok video. Okay. Uh, it says, she says, I kept trying to tell my husband I didn't feel good and he thought I was joking. Darnell, 23, captioned a trending TikTok of her mid-marriage medical mishap. In the chaotic clip, which has caught the eye-popping attention of over 3.7 million viewers, a visibly wobbly Darnell is seen gripping her groom Jackson's hand, signaling to him that she'd suddenly fallen ill just as their pastor began officiating their holy matrimony under an outdoor gazebo in Florida. Then she fell limp into her hubby's arms. Are you okay? Jackson asked after he and the pastor caught Darnell's fall and began fanning her face. She shook her head, no, then stumbled over to the railing of the gazebo where she began heaving. <laughs> Someone filmed that too. Like she, you can see her go over there. Who's and start- filming this? <laughs> what a monster. Seriously. <laughs> and although the camera ultimately panned away from the barfing bride, notes of what sound like her puking can be heard while wedding guests and the efficiently and the officiant awkwardly talk among themselves, blaming the humidity for Darnell's sudden sickness. 
But in a subsequent video of her tying the knot catastrophe clip, she explained, I was super dehydrated and hadn't drank or ate anything all day. Darnell went on to reveal that she's prone to passing out, blah, blah, blah. And unfortunately for Darnell, that wasn't the only incident involving a bodily fluid on her wedding day. After I passed out, my sister had a fan on my baby nephew, so she came over to me and put the fan on me. And as she was holding my nephew, he starts pooping, she said. And the poop goes down her arm and onto my dress. So that's diarrhea. (laughs) (laughs) This is a mess. This is awful. Um, I mean, I'm glad she's okay. I can't watch. I watch the video. I really. Can't. I can't watch people throwing up. I can't. Like no, I can't watch people faint. Oh yeah, that's bad. I can't do the throwing. I can't. Up. That it makes, makes me, me nauseous. Yeah. Um. So that's gross. Yeah, at least it wasn't like an adult that pooped on her. I think. I know. See, that when I originally worse. heard this headline, I was like, "She's drunk," and then some other drunk person shit on her. Like it was way worse and right. <laughs> more like drunken in my head. This is a story that will devastate you, Desi. This is from today.com. Supply chain crisis now threatening chicken tenders. Oh, my God. Watch out. I know that's like one of your favorite foods. (laughs) Well, I don't even know what that means. Is there a single source for tenders? This is from today.com from Scott Stump. It says... It's enough to strike terror into the hearts of all parents whose children can't get enough of this dinnertime favorite, Ann Desi. Yeah. Chicken tenders are the latest item affected by supply chain issues during the pandemic, which experts say mean higher prices for them at the grocery store and restaurants. The Tasty Kids staple joins items like maple syrup, wine and spirits, takeout containers, and coffee cups among the many products that have been made more scarce or more expensive by pandemic-related supply chain issues. I'm glad they keep reiterating that this is a kid's food. It's kind of insulting. Frankly. I agree. A lot of adults love chicken tenders. I agree. I love chicken tenders. I mean, I think they should be on the menu at more I'm restaurants. I'm very curious what kind of tenders they are. There must maybe there's one person who supplies all the frozen tender people. Yeah. You know? It says for parents like Molly Edmonds of Scottsdale, Arizona, removing chicken tenders from the family menu could mean a lot of frowning faces at the dinner table. Yeah. I mean, look. We're all suffering. We're all <laughs> <laughs> Molly. Um, my kids. Hold on. It says oh, this stupid article. My kids eat hamburgers, French fries. I have to wrestle them to eat vegetables. Edmonds told NBC News correspondent Carrie Sanders on Today Thursday. When I come home from the store and I don't have any chicken tenders, my kids are not happy. Her kids need to get a grip. <laughs> <laughs> Edmonds has had to work a little harder to find her favorite, her kids' favorite food lately. The shelves have been empty recently. Restaurants have been out of chicken tenders, and that makes it very difficult when you have kids that have, have limited options, she said. And then it describes what chicken tenders are in the article. Wait, wouldn't this be... See, I have zero sympathy for Molly, but if it was an adult saying the exact same things... <laughs> I would laugh my ass off and be like, that's right, Fred. (laughs) I go to the restaurant. What am I supposed to do? (laughs) For some reason, that would be way more funny to me. 
The price of a value pack of chicken tenders has gone up nearly a dollar per pound since the same time last year from $3.02 to $3.99 on average, according to the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Major chains like Kentucky Fried Chicken and A&W have changed their marketing plans to omit tenders from promotions and orders to avoid selling out of them. The iconic chain Hattie B's Hot Chicken, based in Nashville, Tennessee, is also dealing with the chicken tender issue. Well, okay, so this is getting serious. This is serious. What if Dave's? Oh, God. (laughs) There is no safe harbor in the supply chain right now, Brian Morris, Hattie B's Culinary Learning and Development Vice President, told Sanders on Today. We see it across the board, but certainly you feel the pain the most in tenders. So this must be the source where the chicken tenders are coming from before yeah. they're even battered. It's like the the meat probably yeah. is what this, because then it goes to all different restaurants yeah. and frozen food. So it's like that must be where it's where the problem is. Here's another interesting thing I heard that this fog we've been having is related to ships at Long Beach Harbor like idling. Really? And it's it's dirt is sticking to the marine layer. No and that's way. why it's so bad because I have been very stuffy and like my throat is kind of irritated. Me too. And I just was tested for COVID because I was around people. So I know that that's not, you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. And everyone's kind of dealing with it. Like I'm so congested Me and too. like, it's like the air is shitty and yeah. I've seen other people talking about it. Um, so that's what the problem is. That's what's happening in LA right now. I mean, it makes me feel a little better that I'm not dying of some mysterious illness. <laughs> yeah. Because I have been feeling just like so fucking congested. No, I'm so, it's been so bad and it's, that's what it is. Cause I was fine when I was up North and now back here it's like, yeah, Ugh. yeah I was really like feeling sick last week. Fortunately, I don't feel that bad today. Yeah. Um, no, it's not bad, but you know how it is when you're constantly congested it's also stressful because if you go out you're like i promise i'm fine right you know this is from bbc it's out of austria it says doctor find for amputating wrong leg of patient <gasps> find this is my nightmare that's why people like draw this leg like wouldn't you like triple check yeah <laughs> If you're going to do an amputation surgery, you better triple check that shit, right? I mean, I think so. Any kind of serious surgery, I would think that they're like, this is the patient. Look, all you got to do is do the right leg. That's the top priority in amputation. Right. Oh, wait a minute. Uh Oh, Oh, the wrong leg. I Okay, when I read this headline, I thought it was like, they amputated the leg of the wrong patient. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's bad too. That's really bad. Like they didn't even need an amputation. Yeah, that's what I thought when I read this headline. Oh my God. Okay, so... But this is still bad. This is still bad. It's just a different bad. A surgeon in Austria has been fined after amputating the wrong leg of a patient earlier this year. Yeah, this is bad because then it's like, well, we still have to amputate the other one. Now you got no legs. Now you got no legs. The elderly patient's right leg was removed instead of his left with the mistake only discovered two days later. This is horrible. On Wednesday, the court found Lynn's... Found the court in Linz found the 43 year old guilty of gross negligence and fined her uh, 2,700 euros. 
The widow of the patient who died before the case came to court was also awarded 5,000 euros in damages. That seems low. So he's dead. He died, guy. yes. But not related to the surgery. Not re- he, No, not okay. related. The patient attended the clinic in Freistad last May to have his leg amputated, but the surgeon marked the wrong limb for amputation. Okay. Well, at least he only had a few more months. <laughs> Jesus, Desi. <laughs> I'm the, just trying to find the silver lining. The mistake was identified during a routine bandage change, and the patient was told that he would have to have his other leg amputated as well. At Ugh. the time, the hospital said the incident had occurred, quote, as a result of, of a sequence of unfortunate circumstances. Its director made a public apology at a news conference. In court, the surgeon said that there had been a flaw in the chain of command in the operating theater. When asked why she had marked the right leg and not the left, she said, I just don't know. She made a mistake. Yeah. But it sucks. It's a, you got to pay. Bad gotta mistake. Pay the price. Um, so it says cases like this are rare, but they have, there have been similar Im- incidents in the past. In 1995, a doctor in the U.S. discovered halfway through surgery that he was amputating the wrong leg of a diabetic patient. He was forced to continue, continue after cutting through muscles, tendons, and ligaments. Oh, my God. That's horrible. Jesus Christ. Sorry that's not a feel-good story to end our news stories on. No. But we do have a... Uh, oh, well, okay, this is kind of funny. This is from this past week. This is from the New York Times. A snowstorm leaves dozens stranded for days in a remote UK pub. I oh, guess yeah. it's not I that s- funny. No, but, but this is the Oasis cover band yes. story. <laughs> A crowd had gathered on Friday night to listen to Noasis, an Oasis tribute band. On Monday, most of them were finally able to go home. Up on a hill in Yorkshire, England, a crowd filled a pub on Friday to listen to an Oasis tribute band. Inside the pub, the Tan Hill Inn, the beers were cold, the fires were warming, and the musicians were electric. But outside, the winds were howling and the snow was swirling. The pub patients knew the forecast was dire, but not so much that piles of snow as high as three feet would block the pub's exits, And said Nicola Townsend, the inn's general manager. After the tribute band, Noasis, finished its set, the local authorities said it was not safe to drive home, Miss Townsend said on Sunday night, so the patrons, the band members, and several inn employees stayed the night, and then another, and then on Sunday night, they stayed another. Oh my gosh. Honestly, that's awkward. I just imagine it being awkward because like you're stuck there and you have to talk to the band and be like, you guys did a really good job. Yeah. That was fun. One more Wonderwall. <laughs> like did the, One band, did the band play more to entertain them? I mean, I'm just, there's something about it that's so, imagine like getting stuck there to go see an Oasis cover band. <laughs> First of all, like honestly, I only know a few of their songs. So I, I don't even, if I went, it would be for like a joke. And then I'd be stuck there. I'd be so mad. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. I feel like you have to be a real super fan because like Oasis had some hits, but they didn't have that many hits. I only know their hits. And as far as I know, there's like three or four maybe. There's like four. <laughs> yeah. That's all I know. That. Yeah. So to go see their, it's, yeah, it's not going to, it's like, it's like I could go see a Led Zeppelin cover band. Yeah. Because there's a ton of songs I would know for that. Right. Uh, but yeah, don't come at me. If you are an Oasis super fan. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know what? It would be one thing to be 
trapped inside with actual oasis. Well, I was thinking that would be interesting. That would be interesting. Because <laughs> then you'd have the brothers fighting. Right. It would be wild, probably. They'd be really drunk. Like Or any famous band. It would be like such a interesting yeah. it would be such a crazy story to have, but it's like this is I would just you'd be bored after a while. Also I don't really like the name Noasis. Cover, cover band, <laughs> I don't like it. Cover bands, like tribute bands, I should say, tribute bands generally have really bad names. I've, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but there have been a few that I thought were clever, where it was like not a pun on the name, right? But something related to the band that's very iconically related. But when they're like puns, kind of. Oh yeah, those are always bad. They're all really it's, bad. You're not going to get me to laugh at a pun. It's going to be hard. Maybe I will. Right. But in general. I don't like them. Right. Um, yeah. So. Um, I'm glad everyone's okay. Everyone's fine. It looks like they set up like a whole, like beds in there, like sleeping bags. Yeah, they're I an mean, inn. So they're they had in. stuff. Yeah. Um, Noasis have left the building, the band said on Facebook. Thanks to everyone for your messages of support. Thanks to everyone for the camaraderie within the venue. Look, maybe they made some lifelong friends. I think they made some lifelong friends, and this is probably the best publicity this band has ever received, right? Because everyone knows them now. To pass the time, they took pub quizzes, watched movies like Grease and Mamma Mia, and sang karaoke, she said on Sunday. Lots of oasis at the moment. She said, adding that the pub goers have started calling the tribute band Snowasis. That's better. That's better. <laughs> I think they need to be Snowasis. Yeah, because because everyone... now forever they're known as the band who got stranded Absolutely. at this inn. Um, okay, well, glad everyone's fine and yeah. had a very interesting weekend. Okay, that's all our news stories from this past week. We do have a listener email that was. Uh, interesting. We talked on our Patreon about bad Thanksgiving stories. Oh, yeah. Recently. Mm -hmm. This is from Heather. She wrote in, she said, listening to your Thanksgiving episode, I am reminded... Oh, wait, that wasn't on Patreon. That was a mini episode. Yeah, that That was a mini. Okay, so that was a main like feed episode. All right, so she said, listening to your Thanksgiving episode... I am reminded of a dysfunctional holiday dinner from about 13-ish years ago. First, you need to understand my family is hillbilly trash, like Hmm. the wild and wonderful whites without pills. They're this trashy, soberish. At this point, I don't associate with my dad's family due to their social views. I grew up with so much craziness that it sort of became funny into adulthood. My dad and his ex-wife were like peas in a pod, both loud, obnoxious, who fought incessantly, especially at family events. Thanksgiving 2009 was one of the the last holidays they spent together as a couple. Apparently, they'd been fighting for most of the morning while preparing food. My dad is a trucker. He was convinced my stepmom was cheating on him (gasps) since she'd gotten a boob job. Whoa! So the fight centered around this accusation. My dad phoned asking me to arrive earlier than the invitation time to assist him with food since Kim, the wife, was, quote, being a sour whore. (laughs) When I arrive, there's a chair in the driveway which has been slightly burned. I find... This is so my family. I'm sick. (laughs) I find a lighter fluid next to it. Confused, I enter the house and ask why the charred, still-smoking chair is outside. My dad explained that his wife got angry, jagged her, tr- dragged her chair outside, and tried lighting it on fire without great success. As I mentioned, only the seat was really burned, but mostly was still intact. 
Why would she destroy her chair to prove a point? Only Jerry Springer knows. <laughs> While my dad is loudly shouting about his wife's chair burning, he's taking casseroles, etc., from the oven and placing them on the counter. The turkey is re- the turkey is resting atop the oven. Guests will arrive within the hour, so I'm trying to help with the place settings. At some point, his wife comes out of the bedroom where she's been hiding and starts yelling at my dad. They're arguing. I'm awkwardly trying to put the finishing touches on dinner. I had opened the sliding glass door in the kitchen because it was hot with all the food prep. All of a sudden, Kim runs into the kitchen, snatches the turkey pan. The next thing I know, she is on the back deck throwing the turkey into the yard. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, turkey dinner. (laughs) Obviously, this sends my dad through the roof. Kim grabs her car keys and leaves, just as the relatives are arriving for Thanksgiving. Frantic, my dad heads out to find an open store. In the meantime, everyone is showing up and asking what has transpired. Where's Kim? Why is there a burnt chair in the driveway? What happened to the turkey? Oh, my God. My dad returns sometime later with one of those crappy canned hams, the only thing available on short notice for our dinner. Oh, my God. Dinner ends up being hours late. My grandpa keeps complaining about not having turkey for dinner. My brother and I walk out onto the back deck, hoping to escape the chaos, to find the neighborhood dogs eating the turkey. (laughs) (laughs) We point out this because it's funny as fuck. The entire family all make their way outside while we watch two hound dogs devour a whole turkey (laughs) now covered in grass. Look, I'm sure it was very traumatic at the time. But that is a funny story. Very funny. Um, I'm glad the dogs got to enjoy the turkey. I'm sorry about your family. I still want to know what the fucking chair thing was. I think she was just so angry that that just... You know when you're blinded with rage? I think that just seemed seemed like a good idea at the time. Oh, you don't want me here? Well, I'm going to go burn my chair. I mean, that's the only thing I can imagine is that she was blinded she with felt, rage. Yeah, she's blind with rage. He said something along the lines, well, why don't you leave? And she's like, and you don't want me at this table? Then I'll burn my chair. Like, I'm just trying to think yeah, of her, it's, her like, it, leap of logic. It's not a, it's not a uh, rational thought process no. for sure. But those things always have... <laughs> A genesis of something that makes sense, even if it's just a slight connection. That's very funny uh, and very relatable for me. This kind of chaos where you can't even really explain it and you don't ask questions. Right. And people are like, what? Why did she do this? It's like, I don't even know. Right. It's like, yeah, it makes sense. She burnt the chair. Yeah. We have another email from H. um, And... Oh, from Holly. This is from Holly. Okay. She says, uh, she's talking about Thanksgiving. She says, I'm listening to Thanksgiving. I had to stop at the lasagna to write to you. My family isn't Italian. I grew up with a mom who, (laughs) I grew up with a mom who liked to pit us family members against one another. She was a total mind fuck with a very clever lady. And a very clever lady. Thanksgiving was her least favorite holiday because she didn't like turkey or family gatherings. In <laughs> fact, she's... <laughs> I feel like it's the family gathering part, probably. Yeah. In fact, she didn't care for food generally on account of the calories. She was always reducing like a good lady should. In a controversial move, it was the 80s, she decided to order frozen lasagna, garlic bread, and salad with Italian dressing from a local Italian restaurant to be heated up and served up to the guests on Thanksgiving Day, the nerve of this woman. My great-grandmother and my mom's secret arch-nemesis was totally offended. Fortunately, a rival faction of the family was hosting a traditional Thanksgiving dinner to be eaten at the proper dinner hour of 6 p.m., so my great-grandmother was spared the trauma of, of eating 
ethnic food <laughs> for that all-American holiday. The lasagna kept my gra- great-grandmother away on the most sacred day thanks to, of thanks and gratitude. A tradition was born. By my teens, I was making the Thanksgiving lasagna. I'd do a traditional with meat gravy and a vegetarian spinach with five cheeses. It was the 90s, and Asiago was definitely involved. Okay, I laughed out loud when she wrote... <laughs> Asiago. Dude, do you remember when they were on bagel? Yes. It was everywhere. Asiago was the go-to cheese of the 90s. It still exists. Yeah, I mean, it's a I real mean, cheese. Yeah. <laughs> I know, when I see it, though, it's so 90s. But I don't I, know why it... Why did it become popular? It was It was like... It's, it's like Parmesan, but it's... Ooh, it's different. Yeah, it's... I could hardly tell the difference. And it's on a pizza bagel. Yeah. Look... It was, I liked those Asiago bagels with right. all the crunchy cheese. On I, I the, did yeah. too. I did too. I meant to write a week ago when I was listening to an after, after show episode and Rachel mentioned not having a podcast to listen to. I have a podcast called Cover Your Eyes with my friend, my childhood friend, Sarah, and I definitely feel inspired by y'all. So I hope you enjoy our show even half as much as I enjoy yours. The show sounds good. It says they rewatch all the inappropriate movies our parents let us watch as kids. Ooh, what's it called? Cover your eyes. Cover your eyes. Okay, I'll check it out. Let's check it out, and you guys should check it out too. She also sent us pictures of her cat Petra, who is adorable. Um, A very floofy girl. She's so floofy. I she's snuggle. like pet my belly. Yeah, she's all sprawled out. Anyway, thank you so much, Holly. I'll check out the pod. That's all my listener emails. Well, we also have a birthday. Should we get that out now? Let's do it. Okay. So we got this email a while ago, but her birthday wasn't until this week. So we held it off. So this is from GT. She said, hey, ladies, my mom, my mom, Bren, and I are big fans of your podcast. I stumbled across your Action Park episode a while back and have been listening to your backlog. My mom is a huge fan of horror movies and we're both up for some trash TV. So I knew your podcast would be right up her alley and I wasn't wrong. Bren turns 50 on December 2nd. That was yesterday. And I wondered if you could give her a birthday shout out. (gasps) She'll be somewhere in South America on her dream trip at the time. So I'm hoping she'll be listening to your show on one of her flights and get a nice surprise. I've also attached pictures of our cat, Bubba, because I know you love cat photos. Um, they brought him from Australia when they moved to Germany for her mom's job. So this cat is um, Australian, but living in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> it's an international cat. Look at this cat. <gasps> it's so pretty. It looks like a lynx point. Siamese, kind of. It's like a white grayish cat. It's so fluffy. He's so cute. He has a big round face. I love (gasps) the big round um, faces. Oh, this is a beautiful cat. He's really uh, pretty. Um, So happy birthday, Bren. I hope you. Oh, her name is Georgia. I'm sorry. The the email said GT. So happy happy birthday, Bren. Happy the big five zero. I'm glad you're out there having the trip of your lifetime. That yeah. sounds really fun. Yeah. So um, whenever you hear this, just know we did it the day after your birthday. <laughs> so we were close. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know what? She she just this is a big birthday milestone. You celebrate all week. Yeah, you can you can actually even take the month. In my opinion, fifty. That's uh, 50. a big. That's so, that's a huge, awesome birthday. Yeah, we would love to see more pics of Baba. And if you ate any good food in South America, which I'm sure you will, yeah, then let's hear it. Let's, let's hear. Let's, what, let's hear it let's and hear see what it. You ate. Yeah. Okay. Happy Thank birthday. Thank you so much. Bye. 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 <laughs>
this bye. A, and a I'm voicemail? ending a phone call. You leave bye. a voicemail? Okay, that's it. Bye. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, let's take a break. We'll bye. be right back. Bye. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've had a really stressful year with work and family stuff, and I know I'm not alone when I say I tend to push that stress down in order to get what I need done, done, and that only makes things worse. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. In the past, therapy has helped me navigate many situations from helping me to set boundaries to just becoming the best version of myself. If you are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I love that it's entirely online, so it's convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash HCS today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash HCS. Desi. Yeah. What did you watch this week? I'm watching the same things. I mean, I'm watching Dexter. I'm watching uh, Succession. I don't think I watched... I've been very tired. I got my booster yesterday and fell asleep early. Like, so I haven't, I think I mentioned on the after show, I'm watching the Beatles documentary on Disney plus that I really like and think is good. Even if you don't like the Beatles, it's like a time capsule. The outfits are incredible. It also looks beautiful. Like the look of it is so good. So I recommend that. 
Um, yeah, that's that's all I got. I actually need some more things to watch. There's several shows I'm almost like, should I rewatch that? Like yeah. I almost did that with True Blood, but I figured I'll wait to see if you rewatch if you watch it for the first time. Oh yeah, we should watch that and together. And then uh, I'll watch that maybe. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. You know how you get through those periods where you've had a bunch to watch and then you're sort of in a dry spell because you don't know what to do next? Right. I'm in that period. So Yeah. Well, I'm I'm sure I'll survive. Here's the thing. <laughs> all the shows that I'm watching are all on Sunday. Yes. Literally every single one. Succession, Dexter, Yellow Jacket. Yes. And uh, they're also weekly. They're weekly. So I have nothing to do for a week. I'm not done. Curb your enthusiasm. <laughs> oh, yeah. 90 Day Fiance and Real Housewives. Yes. That is seven shows that I'm currently watching, but they're all on Sunday. So by the time Tuesday rolls around, I'm done. Yes. Because you'll watch a lot of this them. This is sad. This just goes to show how much TV I watch. And <laughs> you watch way more than me, and I watch a lot. Yeah. Because <laughs> you have way. Well, the thing is, you watch a lot of those 90 Day shows right. that I'm sort of still working my way through. And those are like, in my opinion, four hours each. They always seem really they're, long they're to me. They're very long shows. They're very long, and then there's all the different varieties yeah. of them. There's yeah. a few versions right. that sometimes overlap. Well, what's exciting is that we're gearing up for, because uh, The Other Way is ending. It's now time for the tell-all is next week. But the new season of Before the 90 Days, which in my opinion, that's my favorite of the 90-day franchises okay. or spinoffs, that's uh, that's gearing up next. And is it any couples returning or is it all new? It's all new people. Okay. So it's very exciting. So I love Before the 90 Days. I should. I like that too because it's like... It's a little like ca- more chaotic. Because it's like you're still in the early stages of their relationship. Yeah. And things could fall apart. And people don't really know each other. Yes. Whereas 90 Day Fiance, they've already pretty much made the decision to yes. get married. Yes. Um, yeah. I think, I think I'm almost caught up on that. So I could probably watch the new season. Yeah. Watch the new season on Discovery+. Plus. Because that you don't have to have. I loved. I love. This is not an ad, but I love Discovery Plus because I can watch all the ninety day fiance without the commercials, and it cuts the episodes down to like an hour and a half. Yes, <laughs> which is still very long. <laughs> yes. Um. No, I I have been using that as my treadmill show. Yeah. Because then I can feel like, well, it's you know, I'm not wasting time. Like, no. <laughs> like at least I'm doing something, and right. I don't. It's like a show that I don't have to pay super attention to. Like right. Uh, it's uh, easy to watch. Yeah. Um, I can fast forward the couples I don't like. There's always like one or two that right. I'm like, eh, I don't fucking care. Right. Uh, <laughs> it's right. a focus. Like, that cuts. Well, because I'm trying to catch up. If I was in real time, I would obviously just watch yeah. it. But yeah. now I'm trying to power through them all. Right. I like how that's my ambitious goal. Going <laughs> 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 to get through that. Also next week is, and just like that, So I feel like I have to watch that. I mean, I'll probably check it out, but we've discussed this. I feel like there's no Samantha. I don't, I don't buy that she's in London. No, (laughs) we all know what's happening. No. And I told Desi, I think I talked about it on the after show a couple weeks ago that I recently rewatched all of Sex and the City. Yeah. And I that that is a show that I watched every Sunday night when it in real time like I since I was 12 years old. Like it came out when I was 12 and I've been watching it every single Sunday night until 
it ended. Yeah. So like I was like a huge fan of that show at the time. I rewatched it. Obviously, it's very dated. Um, there's still moments in it that I love. There's still I still love Samantha. Yeah. She's clearly like the most um open-minded person on the show. It really makes you realize you're like, God, like watching it hindsight, you're like, God, you guys are fucking prudes. Yes. <laughs> like in so many aspects yeah. or like some whatever. It was interesting to rewatch it though. Um so I am, you know, I do feel like I did watch both the movies. The second one I think is widely agreed that it's terrible. Yeah. Even by like super fans, like everyone hates the second movie. But I will watch I will check out the new show. I'll check it out and I'm curious what they're gonna do to update it. Yes. Because they need to. Oh yeah. Uh and they didn't do a great job with that second movie. Because it definitely it needs to take into account in a way what's happening. Yeah, now, I think. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I don't it's know tricky. what they're gonna do. Yeah, I'm I don't curious. Know. So, but I'll watch it, and you know, of course, we'll watch it for the outfits and just to see what everyone's up to. Um, but yes, that is another show that that I will be watching. I believe it's. I don't know if that's a Sunday night. It seems show. like it would be a Sunday night. They're all Sunday night. I, when did Sunday night become like? Didn't it used to be Thursday was must-see TV? Yeah. Now it's Sunday? I mean, I guess Friday and Saturday, no one's dropping things. So maybe Sunday night was always sort of like, okay, school's tomorrow. But you know when everyone was watching network TV, it was like Thursday night NBC was like must-see TV night? Yeah. But now it's Sunday? Yeah. I think it's a prestige TV thing. I think it's a prestige TV thing too. Because looking back, all of those shows were always on Sundays. Yes. So it just became that night. It's It's so much TV. It's a lot. It's so much. So yeah, that's that's what I'm watching. What did you eat? Well, we had a Hanukkah dinner yes. this week. That was very good. It was a good dinner. I still I was like, I'm sad. I, I wish I had more latkes. Me too. I ate the I ate the rest of them yesterday. Okay, I wasn't pushing for that. No, I'm just, <laughs> just don't get excited because I already <laughs> ate them all. Uh no, I feel like I didn't have that many. Because I, I was eating so much cheese before, by the time they came out. I was like, okay, I guess I have room for a few. Yeah. And then we had the brisket that your brother made. My brother made a great brisket. It was so good. It was delicious. It's truly one of my favorite dishes. I love it. Uh, so that was nice. Um, and yeah, I, I haven't eaten anything exciting um, other than that meal. I kind of was like, after Thanksgiving, yeah. I was sort of keeping it on the DL <laughs> my food eating. Yeah. <laughs> and then I went I went high. I went low you know, high key yeah. on, on Hanukkah. Yeah. That night. Was right. it Wednesday? And since then I've just been recovering. Yeah. Well I had I had the shot yesterday. Oh. So right. that kind of kept me, you know, barely. I just I don't even remember what I ate after that. I don't think I had oh, I had just some plain pasta for dinner, like nothing special. Just like something to eat. Like I needed yeah. something to eat, but I didn't really want to eat. I was tired right. and kind of out of it. Yeah. So we'll see. I'll be back on today, hopefully. <laughs> um, yeah. I Melon just hopped up here and he's going to walk across the computer. Oh my God. Melon, stop. I hope everyone heard that. Squawk. Squawk. Um, yeah. So... Yeah, the latkes were good. The hollow was really good. I ate some of that because we still have hollow left over. Oh, right, right, right. Um, you should make some French toast. 
yeah, I'm going to do that this way. I have to oh. legally. I have to do that this you week. Can't, that's what yeah. you do. With I hala. can't waste all that hala. No, you got to make. It's going to dry out very, very soon. And mm. um, my mom gifted us with some like really artisanal maple syrup. Ooh. So I have to use it. Damn. I have to use it. When are we it. making it? We should I mean we could make it together. <laughs> yeah. That sounds so good. Yeah. Mm, I love French toast. I do too. I don't even I don't get you if you don't love French toast. <laughs> I'm assuming you've never had good French toast. That's the only It's such a good breakfast. Oh my god, especially with challah or like brioche, like an eggy bread. Any it's kind just of so good. Eggy bread. That's like this that's the gold standard. Absolutely. To make French toast with. I used to only exclusively use hala. Like I didn't even know you could make it. I was like, no, you need hala. I only have, as a a kid growing up, that's what my mom, that's the bread my mom used to make it with. Right. That's what I always thought it was. Hala French toast. Yeah. Like I didn't even know there was, um, you didn't put hala French toast. I I always said it that way. (laughs) Well, whenever, whenever, whenever you go to like a good brunch spot, they only use like a brioche or a hala. Yeah, it's so good. So, so yeah, I mean, it's just the holidays. I'm like downloading cookie recipes. For Christmas? Yeah. I want to make, I'm going to make those um, cookies this year. The ones, I don't know what they're called. They're Italian, the red, green, and they're almondy marzipan with mm. the chocolate. Have you seen those layer cookies? They're bars. So you make very thin layers of genoise. Uh, that's like red, green, yeah, and possibly cream. I haven't had one. They're very they almondy, yeah. so it's like an almondy uh, layered cookie that has dark chocolate poured on top, and then Ooh. you cut them into little squares. They're very traditional Italian Christmas cookies, um, but it's a lot of steps. Yeah. So I'm just gonna. That's what I like doing at Christmas. I like baking a lot and yeah. just sitting down and fucking baking and being really doing very minute. <laughs> tasks that I would never do the rest of the year. Yeah, me too. Because I can give it to a lot of people, so I don't have to eat them all. But yeah, so I'm going to make those. And then I think I told you, very professionally decorated sugar cookies is my goal. So I'm I'm collecting what I need to buy because I want to get all the proper tips. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out which royal icing I want because I need one to outline yeah, like a thicker one, and then you you uh, flood. I can't believe I'm going to flood the You're area. Flood the cookies. Ugh, I just can't that's wait. That's so professional. It's very professional. Yeah. So I need my beveled um, spreading knives. Right. right. <laughs> I need like all the proper to- tools. So maybe after I leave here, I might go to Joanne's and go to that um, Wilton aisle where they have all the cake and cookie decorating. Ooh, I want to go with you. You should come. When are you going? I was my. I don't know. I was going to go after the. Two I years. wish I could go. This is horrible. Okay, I lost my credit my debit card. I could card. spot you. No, it's not the same. It's not the same as charging I wanna, it. I, it's not the same. I mean, I lo- I went on a walk yesterday and I lost I lost my new debit card that I just got cuz my old one expired. I literally and I was telling Desi last week, "Oh, I have to my I got a new debit card, so I have to like go through all my accounts and see what's hooked up to the old one and like you know you get like I was like already stressed about that and I did that and then I went on a fucking walk yesterday and I I was like gonna buy stop at the store to get something and like an idiot I just had my card in my little short short pockets and it fell out somewhere on the walk so I had to cancel it I'm always afraid to complain about having to redo my credit card on all my accounts because I know someone's gonna be like there's a service that no, does I that know. for you. No, I know. <laughs> you idiot. No, I know. And I, 
like I'm always I'm always like I'd rather live with the, the hassle than have someone tell me the correct way to do something like I'm like I don't want to know that I've been doing it wrong all this my this whole time. life my whole life my when whole... there's something very easy I could have done dude I thought about that too like I thought like I'm like I'm not gonna tweet about this because <laughs> I know someone's gonna be like you fucking moron yeah you fucking idiot uh, have you ever heard of credit this... change <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's been around for 20 years. <laughs> Didn't, uh, you're supposed to call your bank and tell them blah, 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 blah. No, please just let me live with this hassle and be very stressed out about it. So my new card is, isn't arriving for another two business days. And look, it's Friday, so it's not going to get here till Monday. Dude, or business Tuesday. days? Fuck Come that. Come on, business days. <laughs> my, just... I, what about people who work seven days a week? Okay. Also, we're beyond business days now. This is not the 1950s. <laughs> Every day is a business day. <laughs> we don't have to keep... Banking doesn't rule what we do. They need to do what we want. I like, agree. It's bullshit. The bank... Fucking business days. I'm just saying, this isn't a mom and pop sending me something and they can't do it over the weekend. This is my fucking bank. Yeah. Send me the card. No, I'm sick of their shit. I'm like sick of I am so sick of banks. <laughs> they need to do what we want and stop charging us. They get money from us. I know. So they need to like respect us. <laughs> <laughs> you tell them, Desi. You tell them. Serious. Uh, so yeah. Well, then maybe I'll go another day. Yeah, I really want to go shopping. That's what I wanted to do. I was going to go to Target with you to get Aww, Christmas stuff. Oh, don't go without me. Well, we need to go because Target is getting slim pickings. Okay, well, as soon as my car, my new card arrives. Okay, we'll go shopping We're going to go shopping. Let's do some Christmas shopping next week. A few places. A few places. Okay, That's we'll do that. That's what I need to do. Okay. All right, that's it. Bye. We'll see you all later. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.